something I want everyone to know is that uh, Beck and Karen uh, have have a few children. How many kids you have? We have six kids right now. Six kids all under the age of seven. Yep. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. We recorded this episode on location in Washington, D.C. I interviewed some incredible parents with some amazing insight who are raising some unbelievable children. I've had this episode for a while, but I've been holding off publishing it because I thought it would be a great way to honor all you moms out there. I'm telling you, there are some life-giving, encouraging things in here for you. If you're not a mom, grab one and honor them by listening to this with them because there is some powerful stuff in here for you as well. We are here interviewing a couple of happy lifers, Cameron and Rebecca Miller. Welcome to Happy Life Studios, you guys. Hello. Thank you for having us. Hi. She's a talkative one. Yes. <laughs> and we only have one microphone for them to split. But they've said a lot of things that I've really, really liked. But uh, they said one thing uh, that I thought I would love to do a podcast on that. And they said they'd be willing to do it. So, absolutely. What do you think, Becca? Yep. <laughs> you know, the funny part is, is. Cameron and I could talk all day, right? We're, true, we're, the, yeah. we're the ones that have to have the 10,000 yeah. words, but all the wisdom is sitting right there. That's Becca's true. the one with all the wisdom, but she's the one that won't talk. That's true. You know, it's not fair. It's like she's the one who will be quiet the whole time, right? And then she just holds that one wise nugget, and then she decides to throw that in and whatever, and everyone's like, whoa, that's so deep, but she doesn't talk the rest of the time. She just sits on the sideline. <laughs> just wait for that opportune strike. <laughs> mm-hmm. She has that wisdom, and yep. she just waits until we just all sound like fools, and then she's like, just watch this. I'm going to throw that one thing in there. Mic drop it. Boom. Yep. <laughs> huh, Becca? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining me on this, on this podcast. And um I want to set your the stage up for you guys a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. I've known you for, what, 15 years now, you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to come in and speak at your retreats. Yeah, right? that's where we first met you, was at one of our uh, youth winter camps. You were one of our guest speakers there. Yep, uh, yep. And I watched you when you were just teenagers. Yep. And then you fell in love with each other. Yeah, we uh, yeah, we dated, we broke up, we dated again, and uh, <laughs> you know, fell in love. And when it came time to... Uh, decide who we wanted to marry us uh, we thought about who has played a big role in our life and who's helped us to fall in love with jesus more and uh, obviously we thought of steve hayes well i'll tell you what i was very <laughs> honored that you asked me in fact we've there's another podcast that we did where i talked about i think that was with icy ice icy ice is from the same church he was, he was and the he, dj at our wedding yeah he was that yeah that's right that's right mm-hmm. so the the, the podcast I've been with Icy Ice, he was a DJ at your wedding, yep. and all of a sudden now I'm interviewing you on the internet. That's really cool. I didn't even think. There's half the things that we talk about on, I don't think about until the podcast is done. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I should have said that. But you two were fun to watch, man. It was fun to watch how 
you liked her and then oh, she started liking you and uh, you guys were these giddy teenagers, you know, and then you became leaders and, and there for a while you were even uh, the youth pastors of the of the mm-hmm. youth ministry and then you brought me in as a speaker when you're yep. youth pastors and something I want everyone to know is that uh, Beck and Karen have a few children. How many kids you have? We have six kids right now. Six kids. Holy matrimony, Batman. Yes. Now, the amazing part about your six kids is your oldest one is what, seven? Seven. Six kids all under the age of seven. Yep. I don't know if I've ever seen someone more calm and in control than you guys. I mean, you guys are more calm than I am uh, when I had one kid and you have six kids. In fact... I couldn't believe that. I was like, you guys like, what do you want to do, Steve, while you're here? And I'm like, well, I'd love to go see the monuments, you know, Washington, D.C., the monuments and stuff, but not if it's going to be, you know, whatever the kids are going to do. And you guys are oh, whatever we want to do. I mean, the day before we went to the mall and your kids, you would think we had one child. I mean, I've seen parents, including myself with one child, handle my the kids not nearly as good as you guys did. The kids were very well behaved. They're always very close to the stroller. And they're not kids that are afraid of stepping out. You know, they live in fear or whatever. They're fun. But I just want to tell you that your kids are just amazing, and you're doing a fantastic job parenting them. Well, thank you so much. I wish everyone could watch you guys in action. In fact, that's kind of one reason why I want to, why I want to interview you. I, I want to somehow take that magic that you have inside of you, and I want to put it on the airwaves to help other people because I think that we could all use each other to help each other. You agree with that? Absolutely. You know, in fact, one thing that I've learned in my life is that when I find someone that I really admire a trait about them, right? I want to rub shoulders with them. Like I can be an anxious person. I know that's a surprise to you, but no. <laughs> you know me pretty well, right? <laughs> so, but I like to hang out with people that are calm. And that's one reason why I like to hang out with Becca, because Becca is one of the steadiest people that I know. And it brings me strength. She reminds me a lot of, you know, my wife, Christine, is exactly that same way. I mean, my wife has talked me off the ledge so many times, <laughs> you know, and that's why God gave her to me as a gift. And when I look at you two, um, it's, it's the same thing I see with you guys. And it's, it's really cool. I think that a key to living a happy life is finding other people that do things that you admire and mm-hmm. rub shoulders with them. And I have to say that, that I'm, a, I'm a calmer person than I used to be. And I think a lot of that is because I find people that I respect in that area mm-hmm. and I rub shoulders with them and I let them speak into my, into my life. Right. And um, children are a large part of, of life. You know, yes. you can't have life without children. You can't keep going on without children, right? Right. And uh, happy lifers, I just wish you could see these guys in action, like I said earlier. But you just need to trust me on this. Uh, they have six kids, all under the age of seven, under the age of eight, seven and down, that are they're just fantastic kids. And they all have these unique personalities, you know. Yes. Did you always feel like you guys wanted to have so many kids? or? So when we got married, we said that we wanted four. And that was... Our, our number uh i only have one brother and becca comes from a big family she's one of six and so kind of to meet in the middle we decided on four okay uh, and then once we were pregnant with our third is when we really had the question of wondering are we going to stop at four or are we going to keep going or cameron you said that you know we wanted to know after the fourth kid are we going to 
Well, Becca, tell them, <laughs> tell them what you told me earlier about, you know, when you had the fourth child. Well, when we were pregnant with the third, we were like, okay, um, Cameron, I need to know, like, are we going to have uh, a fourth or fifth child? Because if we're going to have a fifth child, I need to know that this is going to be my last pregnancy. Like, I just, I need to know that so that I can savor every moment of my last pregnancy and be like, oh, everything is, you know, this is going to be the last one. And I just, it was important to me to to know that. It was just one of those, I don't know, I guess a girly thing, but... I think it's a planner thing. Any of you happy lifers out there, I can feel their heads nodding right now as they're recording this. <laughs> You're such a planner. You want to know, wait a minute, is this the, is this the last pregnancy? Are we going to have another one or are we going to have two more? I need to right, know. So if, I, if I'm going to have a fifth child, then I can just, you know, chill out and it'll just be a typical pregnancy just like my others and and then uh, we'll be good. But if it's my last, then I need to know that. And so, Cameron, how did you, how did you take that? Are you kind of like... Um, well, if you get pregnant again, we'll have another one. That's how I'd be like, what do you mean? Are we going to, I don't know how many kids we're going to have. That's how, that's how I would view it. But well, it's kind of funny. It was, it was actually my idea. No, it was so funny because I was like thinking like, okay, so I don't think he's going to go for a fifth, but regardless, I just need to know like what's going on here. So I was like, all right, so Cameron, you really need to to think about this and and let me know what you think and so he came back to me what a few days later something like that and he was like you know I've really been thinking about it and you know how you said like well what if what if number five is this really cool person and we we missed out the opportunity of getting to getting to have uh this little cool new baby and they're just super awesome they were like, well, then what about number six? And what about number seven? You know, where does it stop? And I was like, oh, so he's basically saying like that I'm crazy for wanting number five. But then he was like, so I guess if it doesn't stop, then we should just let God choose how many kids we have and we just won't stop. And I was like, what? <laughs> if you had many people just like roll your eyes, that, your eyes at you or tell you that you're crazy or. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> People ask me all the time, so how many kids are you getting to? Like, what's your number that you're going to stop at? And I'm like, I've told you like three times now, <laughs> we're not planning on stopping. However many kids God gives us is, is where we're going to stop. Wow. Yeah, but what number? <laughs> I just said. Like, you know, it's funny no too, because it's like, where where is the number of insanity? Right. right. Some people will draw that number at one. I remember, you know, when when the premarital council asked Christina myself, how many do you want to have? And she said four. And I I just blurted out three because I was like, I never even thought about it. I don't I don't know. But she knew four right away. And we had three in our family. So I was just like, uh, uh, uh three. I mean, I've always thought of three. In the, right. And Jordan comes out and we're like, I'm like, babe. And I always talked to her when she was on after she had just given birth because she's most vulnerable. Then my wife is a rock. So you, you got to get her. <laughs> Yeah, her week right part, time, right, yeah. right. So I go up to her, I snuggle up to her, and I said, babe, you know what? If we just have one, we could really spoil them, you know? And she was like, no, we can have some more. And I was like, but, 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 but babe, just think about it. Just, you know, <laughs> one would be fine because I was already afraid with one, you know? And she's like, no, no, we can have more. And I'm like, you just said you wanted to be dead 30 minutes ago, <laughs> given birth, and all of a sudden now you want to have another one. But, you know, so I, I didn't know, but where, where is that number drawn? I mean, some people would say it's at two. Some people would say it's at three. 
Why can't the number be six, seven, eight, nine? Why can't it be? I mean, if God blesses you with it and you're able to handle it emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know if I can handle three kids financially, but God is, he's given us the, the kids. He's given us the ability to provide for them. Right. You know, so. And if he's the one providing these children to us, then I know that he's going to provide for us. And one of our, one of our kids, we named her Lily because, uh, it reminds us of that verse that says, you know, look at the lilies of the field and, you know, they don't sow or reap or do anything, but yet even Solomon in all his splendor wasn't dressed nearly as beautiful as, as they were. And, uh, so we just, she was our number. Yeah, she was number four. And, uh, so we just always know that God's going to provide for us because he's the one providing these children for us. And you you don't have to, you don't, you don't have to worry. God's going to provide. He's going to, that's what the whole point of Lily meant, right? Right. Wow. Okay. Speaking of crazy, you told me, I don't think those maybe were your words, but there's some people out there that you feel have some, what is crazy the right word? I don't know what word you'd use or adjective you'd use to describe it, but they've got some crazy thoughts on, on children. Can you talk about that? Yeah, just anytime. Is crazy the word you would use? Crazy, yeah. Yeah, I would use crazy. Um, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but. Just anytime, and anybody listening to this can relate, but at work, when people talk about kids, it's mostly, oh, they're so expensive. Oh, the cost of diapers. Oh, they're such a financial burden. Oh, uh, and then when the guy at work finds out they're pregnant, it's not so much, oh, congratulations. It's, oh, man. Get ready, you know. Yeah. Oh, you're going to have to pay for weddings. You're going to have to pay for college. You're going to have to pay for this. And we just think of how much of a, a burden they are. And, you know, everybody just looks at children as, as burdens and as, you know, uh, disrespectful. And, you know, they're going to drive you crazy. And they don't they don't see the good in them. They just think straight to the bad. And, yeah. So we hear people saying that, but you you didn't jump on that bandwagon of... Kids are crazy. Right, kids right. Are expensive. They're such a burden. Right. So when we decided to have as many kids as God wants us to have, we were reading and praying and talking, and, and just the more we were reading and looking at it, any time the Bible mentions kids, they're referred to as a blessing, and they're referred to Man. as just joy and happiness. You're and, so right. And, you know, it describes a, a young man with many children— is a warrior with a quiver full of arrows and uh, jesus you know said let the children come to me you know like they're no like we shouldn't be pushing them away like you know let them in and everything and and also so when you look at them as a blessing and you see these kids as a gift from god then beck and i were like well, yeah, God, give us all the blessings we'll take, you know? Like, who's going to say, no, God, I don't want blessings? <laughs> like, you know, so... Right, So we right. were, our whole perspective changed, and we just started looking at them as blessings now and uh, just how much joy that they brought to our life. And whenever people at work would complain about, oh, they cost so much money and blah, 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 and I'm like, yeah, but when you look at them and they smile back at you, like, what does that feel like? Wow. You know? Like, wow. that makes it all worth it right there. Not to mention, and, when you get old and need someone to take care of you, they have a lot of money because you got a bunch of kids, exactly, right? I yeah. mean, and I don't know about you, Happy Lifer, but um, that really convicted me. That really convicted me, and I, I, th- I knew right then. I'm like, I want to record this. I want Happy Lifer. I want you to hear what I got to hear, and they're not a burden, right? They're not. They're a gift. They're a blessing. A blessing. But sometimes blessings are hard to handle. 
Of right? course. Of course. And every good blessing has a negative side to it. I mean, every strength has a weakness, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, there are times you don't get sleep, and there's times that your kids are pushing your buttons. One of your kids are pushing your buttons right now. <laughs> you yeah. know one? You know, and I won't even say what their name is in case 10 years from now they all decide to listen to this podcast, <laughs> right. right? But Dad. but we've been talking about that a lot recently about how you can't have hot without cold, you know? Right. You can't you can't have blessing without a challenge, right. you know, without a struggle, but the Bible doesn't talk about kids being a pain in the Right. 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 It doesn't talk about kids being a nuisance. In fact, when all these kids loved Jesus, they ran to him. And what do the disciples and all the leaders want to do? No, no, Get no. those Stay kids back. He's for the adults, right? Right. And Jesus, he corrected them pretty sternly, like, you don't you dare stop those children from coming to me. You know? Right. In other words, these are it. They're the right. money. Right. They're the blessing, you know? When I heard you say that, I went, okay, no wonder these kids act the way they do. You guys don't know, but I'm almost in tears now, but I'm watching your kids and I'll watch when all of them are out playing and then one will come in and they'll jump on your lap and just sit there on your lap. Another one will come and jump on my lap. Mm. And I've had every one of your kids in my arms laughing, smiling. The only one I had to do my own was your baby, you know, Phineas (laughs) and, um, but I've been watching your kids and how they get along with each other and how they help each other. And, and especially when, you know, one of your kids says to me, Hey, uncle Steve-O, would your uncle t <laughs> <laughs> would, 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 would you like a, another Mountain Dew? I'm like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> they are a blessing from God. Right. But I've been watching your kids. I've been watching how they've been in public and it's been so refreshing. And I thought, no wonder your kids act the way they do because you don't see them as a nuisance. Not in the least. If you see them as a blessing, they turn into blessings. Right. Because they begin to believe their blessings. And you don't have to tell them that. It's just your attitude towards them. They pick that up. That's why your kids want to run on your lap and jump on your lap. And and every kid wants that. They need that, right? right? But I just thought if we started seeing the people around us as blessings, they might start believing their blessings. And the cool thing is, is that's really helped kind of change my mindset, too, whenever I'm talking with people and uh, just looking at people the way God looks at them. And if you think of people the way that God thinks of people, like God loves everybody. And so, like, even when I'm talking with people at work, I'm just thinking in my head, like, I love this person. I love this person. And just thinking of that totally changes the way I'm talking with them and the way I'm communicating with them, and it changes my demeanor. And even if it's that coworker that you don't like, but you tell yourself, I love this person so much, just like God loves this person, you know? Like, it changes everything. You know? So do you tell yourself before you start to believe it? Yes. And then you start to believe it afterwards? Is that is that what happens yeah. with you yeah, then? Like, even, like your coworkers just pushing your buttons? Just... Even though this guy drives me nuts, I still love him so And much. you say that even though you don't believe it. You say it. <laughs> I say it. I say it. And the more you say it, it comes true. Yeah. And, and I think there's a lot of people like, I don't want to be hypocrite, but I think you got to speak it first and then the yeah. actions tend to follow what you say, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So, and I, I think that if, if we would spend time with God and ask him what he thinks about us, mm-hmm. we'd realize that he thinks we're a blessing. Right. And then we're going to change our demeanor. Right. And our DNA is going to change. Right. You know, if you think that you're a loser, you're going to act like a loser and you might as well be one even though you're not. You're going to start living like one, mm-hmm. you know. 
And so I just think that's so amazing that that number one, the main point here is that our kids are a blessing. That's right. And maybe your kids' happy life are, are out of the house. You know, I've got one that's out of the house. And I got another one that's in college now, and I got one that's ready to leave in a couple of years. And honestly, I don't want them to go. You know, <laughs> and I want them to all live it, live around with me. I, I'm not saying I want them to live with me until they're 35, but I, I, I want I want to be around where they're at. Right. That that, right. that just makes sense. But maybe happy life for your kids out of the house, but he's still a blessing. Right. What if what if the kids are acting up? Are they still a blessing? Absolutely. What if they don't obey? Are they still a blessing? Yes. Now there might be a struggle and a challenge, but they're still a blessing. How many times are we disobeying God though? Right? How many times are we our, disrespectful to God? Our heavenly Father, right? 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 But yeah. we're still a blessing. And how does he view us? Yep. It's not based upon our performance. Right. Right? We're not a blessing when we're good and a curse when we're bad. Right. We're still a blessing. Right. And I think it helps us if we we begin to speak that out again. You know, some of you just need to say that right now. If you're listening to the podcast by yourself, I picture some of you next to your kids saying "Amen," so your kid will hear you. But you know, if you're if you're listening to the podcast by yourself, just say, "Man, my kids are a blessing. That coworker is a blessing." Yeah, and um, just because you start calling your kids a blessing and you start, you know, um, kind of claiming that over them, doesn't mean that it's all of a sudden going to change how your right. kids are acting. Right. It's it's still going to be hard and it's not easy. Like regardless of what we think of our kids, they are kids. Yeah. And they're going to mess up and they're going to, you know, make bad choices. Um but we need to be consistent as parents from what we've learned in continuing to remember that they are a blessing. Yeah. And even though you drive me crazy right now, you know, <laughs> Right on those days. And there's some days that they're all going crazy and we just have to constantly remember like you are driving me absolutely nuts, but I love you. You are a blessing and God gave you to me and I just want to love on you. And even in those moments when you're frustrated, you just have to keep remembering that they are a blessing. And it's just that constant, consistent mentality yeah. that'll help you help you get through it. Yeah. And you'll be able to I don't know, just be able to act the way that you're you're yeah. thinking. And what it does is it changes your perspective. Right. Not just doesn't change your kids. In fact, if I'm doing that so my kids will change, that's almost like manipulation, honestly. If I'm doing something to get you to change, that's right. that's verging on manipulation if it isn't manipulation, you know, in my opinion. And so we're not doing this so our kids are gonna behave better but we do it our our mentality is going to change right our thoughts so, are going to change so your kids might not magically change but you're going to change right and when you change your kids are going to notice that change yeah and then they're also going to be more relaxed right, right. and they're going to be more at ease knowing yeah. that hey i screwed up the other day but i know that mom and dad still love me yeah because they're showing me that they love me yeah and they're not holding it against me they're they still you know hold me close and cuddle me and, you know, tell me how much that they love me. And I know that they love me, even though I mess up all the time. You ever, and you I ever think have, that consistency helps. You ever have negative thoughts about your kids? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> See, I want, I want people to hear that. Right? Yes. You do. Yes. And, but what I do you have, do with those? I have negative thoughts. We about all them do, sometimes. right? I'm just like, I, I'm just going crazy right now. And you're just making me absolutely mad and <laughs> and I think sometimes we think, oh, well, other people see they don't have problems with that, but I do. And so I'm a really bad person. But I think we all struggle with that. When you're trying to raise Always. kids, that's not an easy thing to do. Right. 
So it's not about just like bravery isn't the absence of fear. It's making the right choices in the midst of right. fear. I think parenting's right. the and, same way. And, you know, we're, we're definitely not perfect parents at all. Um, but we, we try to just make sure that we're loving on them. Um, but we make mistakes all the time. But for us, the main thing is like when we make a mistake and we raise our, our voice at the kids or we say something that we shouldn't, we make sure that in a loving way, we, we go to our kids and we tell them, you know, Hey, I messed up because I'm not perfect either. And I shouldn't have talked to you like that. And will you forgive me? And that's, that's been a, a big thing for us too, is our kids know that we don't always make the right choices, but you know, in turn they, they forgive us and we move on. And I think it's been a good, um, I don't know, give and take kind of. And I just think there's something about when they're getting on your nerves, you know, that you, there's a, there's actually a, a, a statement in the Bible that says to encourage yourself in the Lord. And, and sometimes you always look for outward sources to encourage yourself and that's good. That's healthy. But sometimes you just got to encourage yourself in the Lord. And I think what that means is like what you guys are talking about. When your coworkers bothering you or situations calling bothering you, and you you call it out and say, "But that's a blessing. This job is a blessing. My kids are a blessing. What you're doing is you are encouraging yourself. You are pouring right. courage into yourself. And instead of otherwise, what are you going to say? Oh, these kids are driving me crazy. Oh, why can't they ever listen? But the Bible says that our tongues have the power of life and death in them. You know, and it's very easy to go down the death path. It's very easy to go down the negative path. But when we also speak the positive into existence and say, but wait a minute, I love that person. I love my child. God, thank you for the blessing, even though they're not acting like a blessing right now, even though this job may be difficult right now, even the thing that I'm going through is difficult. Thank you for the blessing of this, you know, and I think that's what pours courage into our spirit. I think this message goes beyond children looking at things as a blessing constantly asking yourself god how do you see these things yeah and god how do you see my job god how do you see my car god how do you see i don't know and and when you start to see things through through god's eyes it changes everything and just that message of telling yourself i love this person can even go into i love my job and there's days at work where I'm like, this job sucks and I'm so tired of doing this and whatnot. But then I'll remind myself, but I love this job. Right. And at that point, I'm instantly engaged right. and I'm I'm wanting to do work more and I'm wanting to work harder and everything. And uh, so just reminding yourself that I love I love what I'm doing and because God loves what I'm doing and, and everything just really goes a lot further. And we were talking about this before, like at a like if you go to Texas Roadhouse. You'll see the shirts that they're wearing say, I love my job. Right. And for the most part, they all seem pretty happy there because uh-huh. they have that constant reminder that you know, right. I love my job. <laughs> and, and some people might come argue and say, well, that I'm being hypocritical. Don't see it as being hypocritical. Right. See it as being proactive. Right. See it as I'm trying to change my attitude right here. Mm-hmm. And if I speak it, but if I wait till I feel it before I speak it, we're never going to speak it. 
because circumstances just don't go down that path. That's why happy life isn't based upon circumstantial evidence. It's based upon, wait a minute, I want to learn how to be happy despite my circumstances, above my circumstances. And so right. don't see it saying, well, this job is a blessing or my situation is a blessing or don't see that as, well, I'm being hypocritical, so I'm not going to say it. No, speak it first. And the more you speak it, the more you're going to begin to believe it. So just see speaking it as a first part of you being proactive and encouraging yourself and changing your mindset towards your situation. Absolutely. So you guys, thank you for, um, you know, for the day at the mall, for the, for the day at the Washington DC mall, you know, the, all the, yeah, uh, the is fun. that what they call it? But all the, you know, we walked, I don't know how many, did you ever see lot, how many yeah. steps we did? I mean, <laughs> oh, there was, it was miles lot, that we yeah. had walked and your kids were just amazing. Of course I carried half yeah, of them you. on my back for That's half true. a day. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, was, can I go on your shoulders? <laughs> yeah, can I ride on your shoulders? And how, how do I say no to your kids? I had to learn that fast, yeah, but um, but it was it's just been a blessing, and you guys have been a blessing to me, and I've loved watching you guys grow up. But that I happy life, I just wanted you to hear their heart and that whole concept of kids are a blessing, man. And, really um, and you begin to say that you're going to begin to believe it. You begin to believe it. They're going to feel it. Then they're going to begin to believe it. And when a kid feels confident. Boy, they, you know, they, 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 they turn happy. They, when they're happy and they're confident, they become their best selves. And that's really what our world needs right now. Right. A bunch of us to be our best selves. Right. And that comes from people believing in us and speaking into us and believing that we are blessings. Right. So my chiropractor, Millennium Valley Chiropractic in Puyallup, always ends his videos with, you're a blessing, be a blessing. When you begin to believe that you're a blessing. Mm-hmm. Because someone else believes you are. You're going to be a blessing in someone else. And then it just keeps paying itself forward. And boy, that's the kind of thing we want to be on the end of. Right. And I say we start that happy revolution just like that. I agree. Thanks, Cameron. Thanks, Becca. Someone happy. Make just one someone happy. And you will be happy too. And thank you, Happy Lifer. For listening, liking, subscribing, sharing, all that stuff. If you know somebody that this is going to help, man, make sure that you hit that share button and send it to them. Thanks. I hope that helped.